Hi, I'm Renita Detweiler. It's August 5th, and this is the Bible in a Year with Maple City Chapel. The readings for today are Ezra 1, Ezra 2, 1 Corinthians 1, 18 through 31, 1 Corinthians 2, 1 through 5, Psalms 27, 7 through 14, Proverbs 20, 22 to 23. Ezra 1. In the first year of King Cyrus of Persia, the Lord fulfilled the prophecy he had given through Jeremiah. He stirred the heart of Cyrus to put this proclamation in writing and to send it throughout his kingdom. This is what King Cyrus of Persia says. The Lord, the God of heaven, has given me all the kingdoms of the earth. He has appointed me to build him a temple at Jerusalem, which is in Judah. Any of you who are his people may go to Jerusalem in Judah to rebuild this temple of the Lord, the God of Israel, who lives in Jerusalem. And may your God be with you. Wherever this Jewish remnant is found, let their neighbors contribute toward their expenses by giving them silver and gold, supplies for their journey, and livestock, as well as a voluntary offering for the temple of God in Jerusalem. Then God stirred the hearts of the priests and Levites and the leaders of the tribes of Judah and Benjamin to go to Jerusalem to rebuild the temple of the Lord. And all their neighbors assisted by giving them articles of silver and gold, supplies for the journey, and livestock. They gave them many valuable gifts in addition to all the voluntary offerings. King Cyrus himself brought out the articles that King Nebuchadnezzar had taken from the Lord's temple in Jerusalem and had placed in the temple of his own gods. Cyrus directed Mithridath, the treasurer of Persia, to count these items and present them to Sheshbazar, the leader of the exiles returning to Judah. This is a list of the items that were returned. Gold basins, 30. Silver basins, 1,000. Silver incense burners, 29. Gold bowls, 30. Silver bowls, 410. Other items, 1,000. In all, there were 5,400 articles of gold and silver. Sheshbazar brought all of these along when the exiles went from Babylon to Jerusalem. Here is the list of the Jewish exiles of the provinces who returned from their captivity. King Nebuchadnezzar had deported them to Babylon, but now they returned to Jerusalem and the other towns in Judah where they originally lived. Their leaders were Zerubbabel, Jeshua, Nehemiah, Seraiah, Reliah, Mordecai, Bilshan, Mispar, Bigvai, Rehum, Baana. This is the number of the men of Israel who returned from exile. The family of Parash, 2,172. The family of Shephatiah, 372. The family of Ara, 775. The family of Pahath Moab, 2,812 descendants of Jeshua and Joab, the family of Elam, 1,254, the family of Zatu, 945, the family of Zachai, 760, the family of Bani, 642, the family of Babiah, 623, the family of Asgad, 1,222, the family of Adonakam, 666, the family of Bigvai, 2,056. The family of Adin, 454. The family of Atur, descendants of Hezekiah, 98. The family of Bezai, 323. The family of Jorah, 112. The family of Hashem, 223. 
the family of Gibar, 95, the people of Bethlehem, 123, the people of Netophah, 56, the people of Anothoth, 128, the people of Beth Asmaveth, 42, the people of Kiriath Jerim, Kephara Beroth, 743, the people of Ramah Geba, 621, the people of Michmash, 122, the people of Bethel and Ai, 223, the citizens of Nebo, 52, the citizens of Magbish, 156, the citizens of West Elam, 1254, the citizens of Haram, 320, the citizens of Lod, Hadid, and Ono, 725, the citizens of Jericho, 345, the citizens of Sina'a, 3,630. These are the priests who returned from exile. The family of Jediah, through the line of Jeshua, 973. The family of Immer, 1,052. The family of Pasher, 1,247. The family of Haram, 1,017. These are the Levites who returned from exile. The families of Jeshua and Cadmiel, descendants of Hodaviah, 74. The singers of the family of Asaph, 128. The gatekeepers of the families of Shalom, Atter, Talman, Akub, Hatatiah, and Shobiah, 139. The descendants of the following temple servants returned from exile. Ziha, Hasufa, Taboeoth, Kiros, Seiah, Padan, Lebanah, Hagabah, Akub, Hagab, Shamei, Hanan, Gidel, Gahar, Riah, Rezin, Nikoda, Gazam, Uza, Pasiah, Besai, Asna, Meunam, Nefuzam, Bakbak, Hagafa, Harher, Basluth, Mahida, Harsha, Barkos, Sisera, Tima, Naziah, and Hatifa. The descendants of those servants of King Solomon returned from exile. Sotei, Hasophereth, Peruda, Jaala, Darkon, Gidel, Shephatiah, Hatil, Pokereth, Hazabaim, and Ami. In all, the temple servants and the descendants of Solomon's servants numbered 392. Another group returned at this time from the towns of Tel Malah, Tel Harsha, Kerub, Adan, and Immer. However, they could not prove that they or their families were descendants of Israel. This group included the families of Deleiah, Tobiah, and Nakada, a total of 652 people, three families of priests, Hobeiah, Hekaz, and Barzillaiah, also returned. This Barzillaiah had married a woman who was a descendant of Barzillaiah of Gilead, and he had taken her family name. They searched for their names in the genealogical records, but they were not found, so they were disqualified from serving as priests. The governor told them not to eat the priest's share of food from the sacrifices until a priest could consult the Lord about the matter by using the Urim and Thummim, the sacred lots. So a total of 42,360 people returned to Judah, 
in addition to 7,337 servants and 200 singers, both men and women. They took with them 736 horses, 245 mules, 435 camels, and 6,720 donkeys. When they arrived at the Temple of the Lord in Jerusalem, some of the family leaders made voluntary offerings toward the rebuilding of God's temple on its original site, and each leader gave as much as he could. The total of their gifts came to 61,000 gold coins, 6,250 pounds of silver, and 100 robes for the priests. So the priests, the Levites, the singers, the gatekeepers, the temple servants, and some of the common people settled into villages near Jerusalem. The rest of the people returned to their own towns throughout Israel. 1 Corinthians 1.18 The message of the cross is foolish to those who are headed for destruction. But we who are being saved know it is the very power of God. As the scriptures say, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and discard the intelligence of the intelligent. So where does this leave the philosophers, the scholars, and the world's brilliant debaters? God has made the wisdom of this world look foolish. Since God, in his wisdom, saw to it that the world would never know him through human wisdom, he has used our foolish preaching to save those who believe. It is foolish to the Jews who ask for signs from heaven, and it is foolish to the Greeks who seek human wisdom. So when we preach that Christ was crucified, the Jews are offended and the Gentiles say it's all nonsense. But to those called by God to salvation, both Jews and Gentiles, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. This foolish plan of God is wiser than the wisest of human plans, and God's weakness is stronger than the greatest of human strength. Remember, dear brothers and sisters, that few of you were wise in the world's eyes or powerful or wealthy when God called you. Instead, God chose things the world considered foolish in order to shame those who think they are wise, and he chose things that are powerless to shame those who are powerful. God chose things despised by the world, things counted as nothing at all, and used them to bring to nothing what the world considers important. As a result, no one can ever boast in the presence of God. God has united you with Christ Jesus. For our benefit, God made him to be wisdom itself. Christ made us right with God, he made us pure and holy, and he freed us from sin. Therefore, as the scripture says, if you want to boast, boast only about the Lord. 1 Corinthians 2, 1-5 When I first came to you, dear brothers and sisters, I didn't use lofty words and impressive wisdom to tell you God's secret plan. For I decided that while I was with you, I would forget everything except Jesus Christ, the one who was crucified. I came to you in weakness, timid and trembling, and my message and my preaching were very plain. Rather than using clever and persuasive speeches, I relied only on the power of the Holy Spirit. I did this so you would trust not in human wisdom, but in the power of God. Psalms 27, 7-14 Hear me as I pray, O Lord. Be merciful and answer me. My heart has heard you say, Come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I am coming. Do not turn your back on me. Do not reject your servant in anger. You have always been my helper. Don't leave me now. Don't abandon me, O God of my salvation. Even if my father and mother abandon me, the Lord will hold me close. Teach me how to live, O Lord. Lead me along the right path, for my enemies are waiting for me. Do not let me fall into their hands, for they accuse me of things I've never done. With every breath they threaten me with violence. 
Yet I am confident I will see the Lord's goodness while I am here in the land of the living. Wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. Proverbs 20, 22, and 23. Don't say I will get even for this wrong. Wait for the Lord to handle the matter. The Lord detests double standards. He is not pleased by dishonest scales.